Hi, hi everybody. We're live and in person on the internet, so not really in person. It's Chris and TJ. It's the Dead Air Horror Review Show. And this week, we watched Alex Garland. Uh, wow, oh, my brain totally Right stopped. there, right in between us. Yeah. Uh, we watched Alex Garland's Men. M-E-N. And we we love men, the, the, the gender. We're, Chris and I are a big fan of men. I'm I'm indifferent. So, I could go either way. Ah, not on the movie. And and we are on men the gender itself. <laughs> right. No, I understand. I understand okay. that. Okay. And I just we, wanted we're to be also crystal men, clear. Which 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 people might not be sure about, but we are men. Um, uh, full blown men. Pretty pretty <laughs> pretty pretty confident in that. Anyway. Um. Uh, but yeah, we watched Men this week, and uh, I'm real interested to talk about it because I think it's a movie that uh, it definitely facilitates a lot of conversation. This was a very polarizing movie when this came out, what two years ago? Yeah. And uh, I think we talked last week briefly about how we were both big fans of Alex Garland uh, and his previous work. Uh, I can't wait for his upcoming film, either Civil War, which I think looks fucking awesome. So that comes out in April, uh, yeah. I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, right in time for the actual Civil War that's going to happen when Texas secedes from the Union. So, per- <laughs> 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 uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, let's get started. Uh, now you hadn't seen this before, right, Chris? I had never seen this before. Um, I had heard about it it's again one of those movie that movies that keeps popping up on my feed whether it's in i mm-hmm. think it's only on plex um it's only on my plex because it's on my hard drive yeah i don't think it's i don't know if it's available in any of the uh yeah maybe streamies but uh possibly yeah no i was really excited to see it huge alex garland fan um i yeah. don't think i have seen anything of his that i haven't liked no, I haven't loved like sure, sure, and and this definitely falls right into that pack. So uh, um, good. I, I will I will uh, tell you that this is one of those movies where like if you if you didn't like it, if this was one of those situations where it's like you weren't feeling this movie, it would kind of crushed me because this is one of the, like this isn't a movie like yeah. I'll go ahead and bury the lead on this one. This isn't a movie I just kind of like. This is a movie like I really fucking love. In fact. <laughs> Uh, if you follow me on Letterboxd, which everyone should because I write the best reviews, uh, this was actually my top film of 2022. Uh, really? Yes. Well, that's news uh, to me. And we had never talked about this prior to this live. No, I don't believe no. so, no. no. Yeah, 2022, good year. Good year for movies. Men, The Banshees of Inner Sheeran, mm-hmm. uh, everything, all, everything Everywhere All at Once, What Josiah Saw, Watcher, which we, we did on the show. Uh, Crimes of the Future, Resurrection, Duel, Vortex of the North, and that was a strong ass year. Um, Resurrection, something we should we should watch maybe sometime. Very interesting, kind of artsy suspense movie. But we watched we watched Watcher. We I think that was like one of our we early, did. that was one, one of the first ones. Yeah, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, let's get into Men. Uh, <laughs> let's get into Men. <laughs> um all right so first impressions dj what i mean i know you had already seen this before sure how long has it been since you've seen it did you rewatch it um, for the podcast oh yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah i've seen this probably this is probably my fourth or fifth viewing of the movie oh dang. i actually okay. saw it twice in the theater um 
I I did my now if I could go back in time to my first impressions of the movie, I I just loved it right off the bat. And I, I think like this is gonna get into this might actually ruin something we're gonna talk about later in our little subheads. But I think that from the jump, this movie is so provocative and interesting. Like I thought that and A24 does a great job in general with this, but I thought that the marketing for this movie was fantastic. I thought the trailers were really great. The posters were like very ominous. Like the the image that we have in the middle of us, I think is very, very provocative. You just have that that guy's face and then it's covered with the, the it's just a very, very interesting, very like impactful just image that, that I think for like, it's a great poster, makes a great and poster. And God. I was going to say, this is a face right here. Sorry, other side. Um, that you see a lot of in the movie. And it becomes yes. very familiar. And it becomes a, a theme in the movie, a, a very um, heavily used theme. This, it's so odd when, so my first viewing was the other day. And mm-hmm. I'm like, at first it didn't hit me like, yes. that this is the yeah, same character. And I'm like, something is odd. Like something is yeah. off. But I couldn't put my finger on it because they didn't. I, they looked close. They like they look fairly alike, but not close enough for me to be like, "Oh, that's the same person." Right. And right. that's that um, was the point, I, I guess. I, I, I thought I thought that was such a brilliant idea too. And I feel like uh, his name is Rory. I wanted to make sure to get his name. Rory Kenner. Uh, yeah. Plays plays the me- basically all the men in this movie except for uh, Jesse P- Buckley's ex husband. Um, he is so effing good in this movie, yeah. uh, Rory Kenner. Like, he feels, like, not only, uh, like you just said, like, he feels like every character. Like, he feels like all these different characters. And obviously, they're all kind of variations of a theme, right? Like, right. they're all, they all kind of represent, like, bad tendencies in men, right? And some are worse than others. Like, uh, Jeffrey like the first guy, the like homeowner or whatever, mm-hmm. like he's, he's generally like a nice person, yeah. but he also is like very, he feels very inadequate a bit. Like he feels like he's a man that's filled with like a lot of insecurities about his masculinity. And he kind of, again, he's not, he's like the least egregious of <laughs> yeah. like the men in the movie, right. but even he like burdens jesse buckley with his insecurities like he has to carry her bags even though she says not to worry about it like he he like insists on paying for stuff and again these are not abuse and not not um you know violence or anything but it is still a flaw and it's still something that he is still making even though it's i hate the word because it's it's tied into like a lot of like kind of academic language that gets used nowadays and i get kind of sick of it but microaggressions right that's what these are because they're minor things but you can tell they make they make the uh jesse buckley's character whose name i can't remember her actual character's name harper Harper. it makes i I have i i did i did i actually put the the movie information up so you did stop saying (laughs) the wrong thing (laughs) but uh it makes harper uncomfortable i love it it makes harper uncomfortable right like and again now it's appropriate because he's the first one introduced and he's again, I would, I think everyone would agree that he is the, like the nicest guy. Right. Yeah. But even he still has problems, but it is a, it is a escalation past him. Everything past him is an escalation point. And again, I'm going to kind of 
I'm going to kind of, uh, unfortunately, I'm going to kind of ruin a little bit of the flow of the show because. All right, spoilers here, that, folks. That escalation, I mean, I won't directly say it yet, but that escalation ties into directly the end of this movie where you see a evolution of what you're dealing with. Again, I think that Alex Garland is so good at at symbolism and so good at his metaphor, his visual metaphor, and he's done it in all his films. And this one, I think it's it's so brilliant, like the way he he visually explains things because this is a as the kids like to say this is a vibes based movie this is not <laughs> this is a very i mean the plot is not very heavy but it is definitely about feel and expression and i think that there is this kind of i don't know this underlying tension throughout this entire yeah. movie that i think is so so Ill illustrated so well i think that it's such a, I think I, again, I'm going to just gush all over this fucking movie, but like, I think also just real quick, cause I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of critiques there, cause there's a lot of people that don't like this movie that they're like, well, the metaphors are a little too like heavy handed or on the nose, you know, like the, the, the apple obviously. And, and a lot of the, like the, the, the green man imagery and the, the, I forget the, the female deity, but like the, the fertility deity and stuff like, like that several different names Sungi la or something like that yeah something that i would yeah. never be able to remember obviously of course not yeah. but like you you've probably if you didn't even know it you're probably familiar with the green man imagery because yeah. that's like a uh, that's like a character for lack of a better term that shows up all over the place even in like early christianity and it's in like churches and stuff but same, same as um green knight are there some similar similarities there too no I don't think so, other than the fact that the Green Knight does show up, like, once a year. And the Green Man is about, like, the seasons and rebirth and all that stuff. So it's probably similar in that sense that green is, is like, a, a color for, like, renewal and things like that. Yeah. But but uh, I'm taking a very long time to say that you're, to be, like, a, I, to me anyway, to be an effective, like, kind of artistic film that, that drips in symbolism... I don't think you need to be, I think like a lot of like pretentious art people think you need to be very like, um, uh, what's the word? Like to, to, for symbolism to be meaningful, it doesn't have to be like confusing or like, you know, like a, a guy I, I love, but like, I will say his movies are like deeply confusing, especially if you don't have like a wealth of like knowledge on different religions is Alejandro Jodorowsky. I love his movies, but like, like Holy Mountain is like super confusing and it's a great movie, but like you don't have to have like super deep uh, esoteric. There's the word I was looking for some symbols to make your movie rich with symbolism. Like the fact that like, I think that you can understand pretty easily what he's, what Alex Garland is getting at. And I think that, I think that is important because I think like just because you understand the imagery, it's easier for you to kind of get more what he's trying to put into the film. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, I see a lot of people say that this movie isn't that deep and I would agree. I don't think it's in trying to be all that deep, but I think that, I think that, that discounting it and writing it off saying, Oh, it's, it's just, it's just cheap. And it's not that like, you know, it doesn't take that much thought to figure out I, that I disagree with completely. I yeah. think that, I totally agree with you. I um, I think it got deeper, like real deep as the movie went along and you kind of had to dig a little bit um, in the prior events of the movie to kind of figure out where it was heading. 
And I like that. It forced me to pay attention and 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 really like be involved in the movie. You know, yeah, when something, I, yeah, a hundred percent. When something has deep symbolism and a lot of metaphors, um, and a lot of illusions, and you 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 have to stick with it, or else you're going to be lost. And not every Alex Garland film is like that. Uh, I think this one was a little different in in, in that way. I mean, I don't think it was. I, I think it was just deep enough. Let's just put it that way. Where yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of times when when movies get too lost in their symbolism, that you can be, find them it's distracting and you kind of lose interest in it. But I don't yeah. think this movie, to me anyway, like I was never, I was never not interested in what's going on. And also, I feel like to add like the horror elements to this movie, like I think this movie is also an effective horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a weird way, like specifically towards like the end. I think this movie is like like almost Lovecraftian in a way. Like there's a scene where Uh oh. Lost TJ. Yeah. Just Colin. You alright, TJ? Yes. All right. Well, TJ, it looks like he may have to plug something in here. I'm not quite sure. But um Hey, I'm back. I'm back. Can you hear uh, your uh your audio stupid sounds? Mike. Oh, there we go. We got you now. Okay. My mic fell. Oh. So, Worst thing that could happen during a podcast. It really is. <laughs> I really need a new microphone. It doesn't um, sound bad. But no, what I was saying was, is that uh, I this is, the, there's a scene towards the end of the movie where like um, Harper is like running out of the house and she's just confronted with like the vastness of space. Like it literally felt like, like a Lovecraftian thing. And I, I think, and to, to my reading of this movie, is that everything that happens in this movie is actually happening. Like, I think that's, I think that it's all, it's not like in her head or anything. Like, I think this is all like in the parlance of the movie. This is all really happening. Yeah. So the the men that she encounters are, I mean, technically, I guess it's one men or like the village of men. It, those are, this is all real. And this is all something she's dealing with. And I think that, ties into the horror like i think the horror aspect of that is fantastic and i think it's like legitimately scary i mean that scene where the one the the naked one like sticks his hand through that mail slot oh, and then it, yeah. it, it the, the camera pans up and it seems like his hand is just going on and on forever like it's a fucking like mr fantastic hand it's what? fantastic and then when she fucking splits his fucking hand down the middle uh fucking disgusting i'll I'll pull that up in a moment that's that's a Um, pivotal scene right there but what do you make of um you just mentioned before like it was all happening in real time she was like in the moment but what about that moment that we just saw um i'll try to pull it up again sorry um where like you see her running out here it is you see her running out of the room and it kind of repeats itself over and over. But she's yeah. running out, and and in one scene she's heading out the door, and another scene she's like falling to a ground, falling to the right. ground. What do you make of that? But this is also this is a pre pre. This scene happens directly before that scene where she gets to the car and she runs outside, and there's like this this like vastness of space. I think she's like literally in some kind of like weird eldritch like time paradox, yeah. like that. That's a that's a common theme in like a like a Lovecraftian thing where you're like you've basically lost your mind and the world the rules of the world don't apply anymore. So that's yeah. how I took it. Like okay. now again, it could be anything. I think this movie also 
does a great job where there, there's a scene that I'm thinking of in particular where like basically the the green man man like blows those like uh oh those, right like, flower pods at her line yeah and it's all very like dreamlike and i think this movie does like it's almost like a a, a lewis brunwell movie where it like it it doesn't differentiate between what could be real and what's a dream like i think it again i think i think it all works like really well it's and it just because like uh, I do think that the movie is trying to tell you that everything actually happened. It doesn't necessarily mean that it makes sense. Like I think that it adds to the tension and the horror that Harper is going through because she's just as confused as everyone else. It's not like she's reacting to this stuff like it's normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's not like oh okay. Um, and but do yeah, you want, do you want to dive into why she's there in the first place? So sure. People yeah, have an I mean, idea of like we don't do like we don't do usual like recaps. Uh, synopsis, but it is important to yeah. to the review. Uh, she's there because she she was involved in a or at least well, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I wanted to box it this way, but she was in a toxic relationship with her with her ex, and she she was going to leave uh, her ex husband or well then husband and they they keep flashing back to this this particular scene and where it escalates and it gets worse and worse and worse and right away the husband's like well i'll kill myself and it's like i can't imagine saying something yeah. like that to somebody i mean like, he was he was not only physically abusive he was clearly emotionally and mentally abusive. yeah and you know he he says something to the effect of you know my death will always be on your hands it'll be like if you killed me and it's like unbelievably awful thing to say and um then you find out later and i, I like how again I, I you're not gonna find anything i don't like about this movie so again this review if you don't like this movie this review is probably infuriating to you <laughs> but like i i love how the relationship is doled out in the movie i feel like you are giving the given the perfect right amount of information about their relationship as the movie goes like you don't get it all at once you get it kind of you know in in parts but like it's perfectly metered out like it's perfectly sectioned and the sequence where you find out that you know he he apparently and again you have to understand that this is from harper's point of view so you don't know you don't you don't know if she's you know she's coping or whatever but she says you know he climbed up he climbed up to the 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 apartment above theirs and he tried to climb down to their apartment and he fell and I don't know if you read it this way, Chris, but I, I, I took it as Harper. This is potentially her excuse that, that like he, you know, or she just doesn't want to say that he jumped. And and I guess it's yeah. left, it's left ambiguous whether what he did, because all you get is that glimpse of him fall, which is terrifying, by the way, him falling. Like, I can't imagine you locking eyes with someone as they like plummet to their death. Right. It's just like that scene alone is so horrific. And then, when you see the aftermath of when he hits, it's like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. One thing, one thing you should know when watching like an Alex Garland, well, particularly this movie, he is not afraid to show gore, and this is not Ooh. a movie that I would have e expected to see it in such a graphic detail. Oh, it I, is. It is. This movie is exceptionally graphic in a lot of different in ways that you would not expect towards the end of the movie. Disturbing like, I, in its realism like how you would think somebody would look if they had oh. just jumped off of a four-story apartment building. And then he reincorporates the injuries later. Oh, 
That, that is even was... somehow more painful to watch. Yeah. How have it um happen to others the same way that it mm-hmm. happened to her um ex boyfriend, husband? I don't remember the yeah, I think it was ex husband. I believe husband. it was husband. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, but but anyway, to get to get way back to your question. So she is she has gone away to like this little town in the middle of nowhere and rented a house so she can have basically some alone time to heal and to not be because I think it, it, I, I think the the situation with her ex happened literally like a week ago. I think two weeks ago they said it, like it just happened. Right. So she is she is going off to the country to try to heal and be on her own, and that's that's where this movie starts. So she's literally in the middle of nowhere. She's somewhere where she's never been. Again, a trope in in uh, Lovecraft stuff. It's always like towns in the middle of nowhere. You know, somewhere where um where you've never been and um yeah uh so i i wanted to talk briefly i think it was one of our little things here uh we talked about symbolism it, the, the men i think yes so this is something i wanted to touch on before we got too far ahead i i hear so often about this movie and before it even came out and this is one of the things that i loved about this movie is by virtue of the title and the poster image and just just the connotation of what the, the what you see in those two things together so many people were like already upset they're like oh this is just going to be a movie about men being bad and, blah, 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 blah. and like people just shot it down like immediately and i think that's such a calculated brilliant move because it, it, you're showing yourself right like if yeah. you're that if you're a guy and you're that upset about this and the, you haven't even seen the fucking movie and I'm not going to name names. I almost decided to give you, send you the link and we could fucking goof on some of these fucking YouTube channels that like, let me get oh, these. Another- are the, yeah. These are the same people who are pissed off about seeing Taylor Swift uh, at a football it's, game. It, oh, it, the Venn diagram would be huge. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. But th- there's got, there was one guy. I, I, I should just send you the link uh, after we get off the show anyway, because it cracked me up because like, you know, he's one of these like YouTube movie guys that's got like a thousand subscribers and no offense to that. But, you know, he's got like he's got like intro cards and he's got like a theme song and it's like new metal. And I was like, and he's like, oh, another boring ass woke movie. And it's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, I, I, he's like, I do. I don't have a problem with the premise, but of course, it's told in the most boring way possible. Men are bad. Like, it's like, oh, my God, oh, God. he clearly I, didn't watch the movie. I mean, I also it's... want to say, and I've heard this from from several from several people, and a good friend of mine, and who who is uh, who are women, and and she is a woman, and she she took a little issue with this movie because you know she felt that it's a little it, misingenuous or disingenuous isn't the right word, but like that this story might not be the best story from a male perspective. And I think that's from a male creator, I guess is what I should say. Yeah. And I think that's valid. I do think that's valid. However, and I can only talk from my my personal my personal perspective, but as a guy that's not a big piece of shit, and I genuinely try to be a good person, <laughs> and you know, I I'm friends with a lot of women, and I hear, and, and the thing that that kills me is I hear so many of of my friends that are women have told me like the worst stories, and they all have them. You know, the worst stories dealing with guys, ranging from being just pests to to really really awful stuff. Yeah, and I hate it, obviously. And the only thing that that I can do is to try to be positive and to try to you know keep positive 
people in my life. And when I see shit, say something. And my point is that I, I think Alex Garland is coming from a genuine place and he's trying to just, he's trying to do what he can to, to kind of, you know, draw a light onto something. Now, whether or not that, you know, it's coming from a, it's still coming from a male perspective. So it's kind of missing the point. I think there's an argument to be made there. I just don't necessarily agree with it, but I did want to address it. Yeah. I kind of take umbrage with <clears throat> the concept that um, one shouldn't speak because they aren't seen to have the right perspective. Well, I don't think it's <clears throat> that they shouldn't speak. I think that the it's, it's that, it's a little lessened because also there is there like he didn't he he maybe to to get like a female writer involved or something like that like this is kind of like all from a male uh point of view and yeah. again i don't necessarily agree with it but i do i have heard it and i don't i don't i don't um well i don't just i don't just uh you know shoo that away out of hand i can see that i can see where that that perspective comes from but i think at the same time like if you if you have something to say about it and you've witnessed it you know and you you want to you want to make a statement about it i don't like there's nothing else that you can do you know what i mean like right. i hate the term ally uh because not that i'm not an ally but i just i've met so many people in my life that are like the loudest allies and they're huge pieces of shit but i mean it's true though if you want to be a positive person and you want to try to enact change like from from your station there's only so much you can do right so i think i feel that way about what garland is saying here yeah i <clears throat> i totally agree with your friend's point like it does it i'm sure it is very annoying when you have a middle-aged white man speaking his perspective on what he thinks um yeah about you know men's treatment of women you know, uh, no matter how altruistic his intentions. Right. Um, exactly. And I, I, I just think that, like, I don't know, it's, you know, when you have a certain perspective and you want to get it out there in the world, um, for, for a lot of people, you know, they, they might just swallow it just because they don't right. want to, you know, get, you know, they fear the consequence. Um, I don't. I don't think that's what happened in this case. I think you know he's. No, I don't. He's I don't an, think Alex so either. Garland is an artist, and you know he clearly had something that he wrote this. You know, so well, he's also if you really look at his work, he is all of his films, not 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 the ones that he wrote, but all the films that he's directed have strong female characters. Yeah, very much uh, so. Annihilation is or Annihilation is all female, mm -hmm. like more or less. Uh, Ex Machina is definitely about like a female character you know the robot is a female and it's about how that movie is also about how shitty men are and like how weirdly like because i one of the i mean i could do a whole episode on ex machina too but like you know the dom hall gleason character is at first glance kind of sympathetic but when you really dig into that movie he's kind of a piece of shit too just in a different yeah. way than than oscar isaac it so like selfish. he's kind of exactly well that and he's kind of pathetic like in yeah. a weird way and and kind of it ties into the kind of themes of this movie because he kind of feels like he deserves something and that that goes so he's so him having uh you know a need to have a strong female character and i hate that ter that term has been dragged through the mud but it's true to have appropriate here yeah. strong strong female characters 
it's throughout his entire career. And it looks like Civil War, uh, Kirsten Dunst is basically the main character in that. So it's just something he does in his films. And I, again, I, I think that, I think it's, it's valid, but I, I, I just, I don't know. I've heard it a lot and I just, I, you know, I just, I don't think I've ever heard anybody actually talk, speak on it. So I wanted us to be, yeah, <laughs> the, I, we're again, at the I, I feel like TJ won't say I it, feel, but we're allies. We are. I mean, yeah. I, I am, I mean, in, in truth, again, my, my, my biggest uh, problem with that is that again, I've heard, I, I've known in, in in my small little community over here in Baltimore, Maryland, there is a lot of so-called allies over the years that have turned out to just be like the worst people. So, <laughs> well, I, I think just it's, stay away from. I think I, th- I let my actions speak for themselves. I don't want. <laughs> I don't need to be like uh, carrying a flag around. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm a I'm a good person. Like, just you you know, it's the difference between like let's say you you fed like you gave like a homeless guy some food like you just give him the food you don't have to get your camera out and you're gonna put it on tiktok you know Mm -hmm. like just do it like if you're a good person people will pick up that you're a good person i i I kind of uh, going back to what your friend said i was thinking uh just thinking more about that um point and how you know she she probably has a very no she does have a very valid point and there's probably a lot of females out there that have um the capability to make the ability to make a movie like this and have the voice but don't have the same resources as someone like oh, Alex Garland so you have somebody else from without that's you know a different gender telling your story like you want to be telling it but you have a man telling it um yeah that doesn't make it any better or any worse. It's just, it's, it, unfortunately it is what it is. I mean, I, it, I don't know. It is, yeah. It's, 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 it's a catch 22 and yeah. it, it is kind of what the movie is. I mean, the movie is about that, right? Like, right. It, like think about even in the, in the, in the contact, in the confines of this little town, you know, every man run, you only see one woman besides Harper in this other, the whole movie. Right. And it's one of the other cops. And then everybody else in this town is a man. And everyone is in charge. They all know each other. It's like a, it's a, you know, an old boys network. You know, they, the, the one, like the one uh, naked criminal man is, is treated with kid gloves. Cause like, ah, he's fine. He's not going to hurt anybody. He's, and again, like I, I could go through every example in this movie, but basically the theme is repeated where men have it. Cause each character in this movie, I mean, we're going a little long, but each, each of the men characters, in this movie represents <laughs> the failings of not only men but a patriarchal society right like they all represent different flaws to varying degrees of men and and the patriarchy and how they relate to women and how they they basically uh like don't care like i think one of the best uh scenes in this movie and and almost the most subtle and the most like poignant to our time nowadays right is you have the the little kid the little kid guy and he's got the the mask and i i love it's very provocative image with the lady mask and everything Mm -hmm. and i love that because he's like oh do you want to play a game and she's like no i don't and then immediately after that he's like oh you stupid bitch and it's like that i think that is so you know that is literally like the the you see it a, a thousand times on the internet right like hey you know we should hang out we should hang out And it's like no i i'm good i don't have a boyfriend like you know, and that they're very complimentary and they're very, oh, you're beautiful. Uh, you're great. We should hang out. You seem so cool. And then it's like, as soon as you get rejected, like, fuck you, bitch, you ugly bitch. I hate you. And it's yeah. just like, that's, that's that, right. That that's totally that. Or, you know, um, 
it leads right into this other scene where the the, the vicar, which is a, a word that I never hear anymore, <laughs> the the vicar is like you know, at first like consoling her and helping her with her grief, but then it's like, well, it's your fault, and that's that's like a not so subtle like in in specifically Christianity, like women bad in Christianity, yeah. they. I I uh I got this weird ass I I was at the gas station the other day and this this man came up to me and he goes do you believe in Jesus and I go cuz I'm stupid I go no <laughs> no I don't and he started talking to me like he, he was his He's like his I accent, got one I'm going to save one today <laughs> His accent was very thick and he just kept talking until I don't know what the hell he was saying but then he finally gave me this little book right he's like you got to read this book I'm like okay give me your little book and it was this comic book and it was it was fucking weird but one of the the thing that caught my eye is there's this one image it's like a little comic and it's this woman that's like crying and she's like i'm filthy i'm dirty why won't anyone save me and i was like hmm, it's got that's got to be a woman huh wonder right. why like good yeah. job christianity like uh anyway um Sorry, I am very rambly about this movie but i feel like we could talk about this movie for 3 hours like i think every scene you could kind of break apart and find deeper meaning in. And uh, I'm not going to do that, but I could. You could, and you will, because we're also, about to get into uh, this interesting oh, yeah. little bit that um, for those of you that aren't watching the YouTube, uh, this is the scene, the, the, the end of the movie where you, there's a lot of, birthing going on here oh i shouldn't show i mean this. it's it's um, literally it's literally the the last i don't know 15 minutes of the movie right. it feels like the the scene goes on and on and on yeah and man it is gross like it spoiler is... alert you get to see every single character um from the from the movie give birth and give birth to um yeah give birth and, it, and it... yes Give birth, die, and, and then, then give birth again, and then to the the uh, the final one being her ex, and I adored that scene where it's just like, "What do you want?" And oh like, yeah, this was this was this was wild. Um, it's just I yeah, couldn't I don't believe what I was seeing when really I was watching show, this. But also, also like why effects feet wise, first? looks it looks great though. Yeah. The effects look so good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's fucking great, and like. You get like, like full on like vaginal opening, oh. like popping it. Oh, it's it's rough. And, um, and the funny thing is, and I read an interview with Alex Garland about how surprised he was of how disturbed people were about the birthing scene. Oh, you know, because it's no, come on. Man. I mean, That's, it's no. Like, his point being, like, this is like this is very natural. It happens all the time. Like people I witness mean, this every day daily basis okay. multiple okay. times one, a day multiple times one, a day well okay so i i am going to i'm going to take one you never see it in a movie two true it, even though it is very natural and something that happens every day it is something that i would say specifically men don't want to see because generally speaking a men uh when they 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 see i'm i'm talking like a fucking child but when they see a vagina they don't want to think about birth they're not thinking about birth yeah. and that you know what i mean like i feel like so it makes people uncomfortable. It's the scene in general is very, it's hilarious to think that he's like talking about how natural it is because the entire point of that end scene is how unnatural everything is that's happening. Yeah. Like to me, 
I think that I don't. And again, this is just my. But also reading. check it's out like, Harper's expression. How yeah, just you know, un, like undeterred, just completely, um, like that that facial expression. I don't want to show it too long because YouTube will suspend us. But yeah, she's almost looking as like it's it's not a resigned look, as if oh I'm giving up, like I'm just gonna let this person kill me or 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 hurt hurt me. It's more like. Yeah. Like she's been there and done that and just she's yeah. over it. She's tired. She's well, exhausted. I, and she's, you know, had enough, basically. I think I think to me, the scene is two things, right? One, the, the visual metaphor of the men giving birth is literally these men have corrupted nature, right? They are bastardizing what it is to even be born into life. Mm -hmm. And as they come into this life, kicking and streaming, they're fucking weak and helpless babies. You know what I mean? Even though they're fully grown men, they are helpless children. You know what I mean? And I and feel she's like bored it with also, it. she's she's tired I, of it. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, but she all it also represents to me, I think it's because I think also again, like every man she meets is 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 uh, is evocative of every man in general, right? Mm -hmm. So I think what this is is also a a, t a kind of recontextualizing of her whole life like she's dealt with these man child children her entire life and she's just done with it i think that's what her face is she's just finished with it yeah. and then it comes to a very fine point where the last man that she dealt with was her ex-husband and she's just done with him and like you know i saw someone say this and i didn't i didn't necessarily take this away and i and any of my viewings but i thought it was an interesting perspective where they said that you know, she asks Harper asks him, well, what do you want? And it's like, free, I want your love. And to, to this person, they were like, well, that was her husband's final chance of like redemption to try to be like, well, I want to apologize. I want to be sorry. I want to, you know, th this or that. Show that some kind of empathy or remorse for what he did. However, he didn't. And his la like his his only phrase would be, well, I want like it's all it's also a it's selfish like everything else and i think that's a pretty interesting reading because i didn't pick that up but i'm like that does make a lot of sense like he doesn't it's always about him that yeah. it's always being selfish it's never about her and i was like that's pretty interesting well he i thought that was a pretty interesting take every scene with her husband he's gaslighting her yeah and, every single one you know even before he died she was over it she was finished with the relationship so you know given the fact that he's been reborn again and he's sitting on the couch next to her and he's still giving her hell. Like right. she's just, um, it was kind of funny at the end. I'm going to, I'm going to show it one more time how, you know, in this scene, he's telling her, this is like the final, one of the final scenes. I'm not like the penultimate scene where he's sitting on the couch and is like, I just want you to love me. And yeah. then it, it goes to that. Um, the text, the, the title of the movie, it just says men yeah. almost like, yeah. As if, ugh, man, yeah, you know, this is, this is what they do. And, but then mm -hmm. it cuts right back. You go right back into the film. Yeah. Um, I thought that was an yeah. interesting choice. I liked it. I yeah, thought it was funny. I, I, liked it I also like the song that plays uh, like through the, uh, out the end of the movie. I thought it was a really good choice. Alex Garland, his use of music in all of his movies is pretty, pretty solid. Well, he always um, teams up almost always with Jeff Barrow from Portishead. And did he they, in this one as well? I didn't know. He did. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I guess we've gone really long. Really long. Um, Let's get into scores.
I I want to say real quick before we get into scores that sure. Jesse Buckley, Je- Jesse Buckley in this movie, Harper, uh, is incredible. Like I think that she's so good. Like, and she um she is quickly becoming like one of my favorite actresses, like period. She's in um a movie that I love so much, it put me into an existential crisis that I still haven't gotten out of. Uh, <laughs> she's in that? I'm thinking of I'm thinking of ending things. Um, she's in that and she's brilliant in that. I think like in this movie, she gives such an amazing performance in this yeah. movie. Like it's it's such a like she puts everything into this movie, and I, I think she's absolutely great. Her and uh Rory Kenner are both just so good and they're basically be, the only only two in this film anyway. yeah i was gonna say <laughs> uh, you're you're literally dealing with two act it's a it's a two and a half hander the the whole movie it's very impressive but yeah let's get into scores i think everybody knows what mine's gonna be um so you can you can go ahead first i go first okay i'm gonna give this uh oof. I, i'm a bit biased because i like alex Garland and Absolutely. I knew this wasn't going to disappoint. I'm going to give it a 9.6. Yeah, that's that's very fair. That's a very It's very not my favorite score. of his, but I mean all of What his, is your favorite of his? Um oof. I I would say Ex Machina probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think X I think Ex Machina is number 3 for me. Really? I think I think Annihilation. Uh, Annihilation yeah. Well, I think men's number one. Really? Honestly. Yeah, I think men's number one. Annihilation is number two, but I really like Annihilation. I yeah. I think that movie is criminally slept on. Like, I remember at, leaving the theater. I was like, that movie was absolutely amazing. <laughs> and, like, nobody saw it. I remember they released it in, like, January, and that's always death for movies. Like, no, they always put out, like, the worst movies in January. It was just like... Well, um, if we're counting TV series... I would put. I, I need I, to watch Devs. Devs I, is, everybody. Devs is yeah, my top. Everybody, yeah, everybody tells me Devs is great. I need to watch that. I was balling like a baby at the end. I, that was. You mean like because you you made so much money and you were spending it on cars <laughs> and shit, balling that kind of balling. I don't Street know how balling. to do that kind of balling, and, I, and you know if I haven't figured it out by now, I'll never know. Oh, I I'm the opposite. Whatever, like the poverty version of ball, balling <laughs> is. <laughs> balling. I'm eating I'm eating ramen every day, you know. <laughs> uh all right. So it's my turn. It's your turn. Uh, Go for it. This is like a 10.10. But this is to me this movie is perfect. I fucking love it. If you couldn't tell by how like glowing I am just talking about the movie. Mm-hmm. I I think it's great. I find it like incredibly fascinating. It's very watchable. Like that's one thing I was trying to uh, stumble out of my mouth. A lot of like artsy films, and I'll be the first to admit this. I love my artsy fartsy movies. Yeah, uh, it's been known about me for a very long time. <laughs> but like a lot of those movies aren't like the most fun to watch, right? Like they're not the most compelling things. They're challenging. You know, there's something you watch and you think about, and then maybe you watch it a couple years later. Like this movie is 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 definitely challenging and and horrific, but it's not like a bad sit. Like, I don't think I don't think like it's a very interesting watch and I think it's very compelling. Um, I think all the performances, like we just said, are really good. I think that we didn't really talk about the cinematography and like he Alex Garland before this was like using a lot of like lens flare stuff. And he was using like a lot of like uh, almost like art artificial looking camera work, like in especially Ex Machina and in Annihilation, like he was using a lot of like 
I don't know, it's like almost like hyper realistic, like and hyper like um sensitive camera work is very like artificial or robotic. And I'm it's not saying it's bad, it's just that was the style that he was going with. And this is like the total opposite. Like it's a lot of like warm colors and like a lot of saturation and like it almost feels like at times it feels like a Kubrick movie. Yeah. Like I think that this movie, like it's definitely his best looking movie out of all his films. Like I love how this movie is like dripping in like red and yellow. And like, I think like, there, Oops. Oh, the, you're going to have to edit that one. <laughs> I forgot that was coming up. Oops. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, you can put like a little, like uh-oh. a little, a little blurred out box. You got to, uh, I, I keep getting this weird, this weird mobile ad on TikTok for some like Chinese mobile game. And like, they have the weirdest sound effects. It's like, but the, the sound effect that's most funny is little, little John going, what? So you can really, uh, he's not going to see a penny of that. Um, but yeah, it's, but if uh, he's listening really, to this podcast, maybe you will. Yeah, it's really good. I love this movie. I think this movie's great. And uh, this is like, to me, like this is, this is everything that I want out of like my elevated horror movie, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Like I, I really like this movie a lot. And I think this movie has a lot to say. And uh, I think it's really, really good. I think it's excellent. And I love it to death. And I love Jesse Buckley, and I love that Rory Keener guy. I think it's great. So ten awesome. out of ten. Ten out of ten. Well, super high score for this one. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about what we're gonna watch next week. Uh, here we go. Suitable flesh. Uh, what a poster! I, what a fucking poster! <laughs> that poster rocks. It's it's giving off strong seventies slasher vibes. I love it. Um, it's got it's, Heather uh, Graham. I when did this come out? Do you know? last year i think okay um it's a i want to say i think Stuart gordon made this the guy that made reanimator mm-hmm. and from the beyond um Stuart gordon hadn't made a movie in like years and years and years um uh, and we just did uh we did the frighteners and that had uh what's his name in it uh from reanimator um, oh um jeffrey combs yes um so this will be good like i poster alone i want to watch this movie like the poster yeah. is amazing and i think it's like a body snatchers movie but i i'm very excited to watch it i've heard a lot of good things it got great reviews i didn't read them i make it a point not to read anyone else's yeah, reviews probably best not to read um them, yeah. but yeah it, it got high up there on rotten Tomatoes. so that's a good sign yeah i'm excited to watch it yeah so all right that's next week suitable flesh yes all right, well, All right. that's the show. And uh, be if you're a man out there, be a better man. How about that? Be yeah. like Eddie Vedder, because even that girl <laughs> in that song couldn't find a better man. You know, I used to think the song was Vetter Man. Better Man? I thought he what was talking about mean? himself. Can't find oh. a better man. <laughs> like Eddie Vedder. I've never heard man. anyone say that before, but that's now I'm never going to be able to unhear it Can't anytime I hear that song. Man. I thought he was talking about himself. I thought he was really arrogant. Can't find a better man. <laughs> yeah. Are Can't we sure he he wasn't he saying that? And then somebody, you know, uh, transcribed the lyrics improperly, and yeah, he just went with it because he didn't want to seem like a you know self-absorbed douche. It, there is a this is nothing. We're in the after dark segment of the show, but there is a an Eddie Vedder song, an Eddie Vedder solo project. It's called like Station to Station or something, and I it was in like the MLB the show video game like a couple years ago. It's the worst fucking song. It sounds like Eddie Vedder 
but like if eddie vetter wrote like a dave matthews song it's so it's bad. one of his solo like, songs yeah it's fucking horrendous like <laughs> it's like what is this i can't believe really? it's, not that i was like That's the biggest shame. pearl jam fan but it's like so like toothless and lame i'm like what is this crap i hope he got a second home in hawaii from oh yeah that, that guy is that Good guy on. has tons and tons and tons of money he, he's doing just fine all right all right well that's a show everybody praise jesus it sounds like so it appears as though tj has been converted by uh oh yeah random yeah. um stranger on the street near the city yeah. wherever the hell after you were I, after i said no i was like why did i say no i should yeah. just be like yep yep sure do like <laughs> love him i guess love that, him to death. that speaks that speaks to my character that like I can't even in like the dumbest, most inane situations, I can't lie. I was like, yeah, well, when no. you're put on the spot like that, it's kind of hard and you want to stick to your principles, right? Like you want to let them know, like, no, I don't believe in Jesus. I'm an atheist. And here, I, see, this is yeah. why you should have a booklet yourself on hand. I should have traded. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I'm not even like a, I wouldn't I wouldn't even describe myself as I just don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. Like my my pamphlet would be play video games and drink beer and not worry about what happens after you die. There's more yeah. important things in the world like playing video games. TJ is beer. the vicar of uh, don't give oh, a whoa, fuck. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 that vicar in this movie, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, not this vicar. All right. All right. I, I would look good with that hair, though. The thin, long hair. Uh, I think I could pull that off. I'm sorry. There was nothing more unnerving than that than that grown man's face on that like prepubescent boy's body it, it just... I, you know we didn't really talk about that but like a lot of people were goofing on that effect but i actually thought it worked because it was very unnerving looking like i felt yeah. like it did they did a good job like yeah it looks it doesn't look natural but isn't that kind of the point yes like i i i, I liked it yeah uh but anyway he he's very good at alex garland at making people feel comfortable Got it down to yeah. science. Yeah. And he looks kind of like, it as a little kid, he kind of looks like, uh, what's his name? The the guy. Benjamin No, he looks like Ron DeSantis a little bit, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Except this kid looks a little taller. He's like, he, dude, they should remake this movie, but put uh, everybody as Ron DeSantis. Like, there's a lot of sugar in that. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go into the house. There's, you know, you shouldn't eat that apple. There's a lot of sugar in there. Huh? <laughs> Oh, uh, all right, Peter DeSantis. Why? We, we, why didn't yeah, you tell me you were so good at DeSantis? You, oh, I, I, you, I love him. All you got to do is, is like add this weird kind of like ah. pitched inflection, and then talk really loud. If you're, oh, <laughs> that's like all he does. Every time you see him talking to normal people, he's like, wow, ah, ah, like he's so fucking weird. He's like, <laughs> oh god i love that man I, it's too bad he won't be president because uh, that would just be so funny you know if, oh i'm in i'm in germany huh <laughs> you got later hosing over here oh, oh if only we could do a jersey shore style um reality show except with just oh, ted yeah. cruz and ron DeSantis. Oh, oh my god and and like those two bros have, living like, together no 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 we need at least a couple more like leslie graham <laughs> and mitch McCall. marjorie taylor green Oh my God! Yes, Bobert. Oh God, <laughs> they would all be fucking by the end of it. All right, wait, this, what are we even talking? about? I don't even know. Okay. Oh, all right, we got it. Ah, all right. <laughs>
I'm I'm gonna stop my impression. You do it way better. Okay. See everybody. All right. Bye everybody.